The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And bellying up to the nine foot homemade oak bar, pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris Lanuti. Welcome to my basement for 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb from Tree City, USA, Evergreen Park. Did you know you lived in Tree City, USA? You do now. One of the folks behind that on this program in moments. Also, we've got a lot of events going on in Evergreen this week and into May that we're going to talk about. I joined the Chamber of Commerce on a field trip last week. The mayor was there as well, and somehow a trivia competition broke out. You're going to hear it. And a local artist made me a mug, and it holds delicious beer. We're going to talk with him, and we're going to fill it up. It is all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, one that knows this community and provides customized accounts and offers just for us. Count on the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, located at 95th and Pulaski. They are a locally based community bank dedicated to the people and businesses right here in the EP. And now when you open up a total access checking account, you get a $300 bonus. Open an account today at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP or stop in at that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski and say hi. Get your EP podcast car magnet. $100 required to open. Requirements to qualify. Member FDIC. Sitting down here joining me today, uh, Gavin Yeaman is the, uh, what are you, assistant director? Assistant director of public works. Assistant director of public works for the village of Evergreen Park. And that covers a lot, right? Like you guys are just pretty much any kind of work going on around the village probably falls underneath that, right? It it does, correct. Evergreen Park gets designated as Tree City USA. Now they're not the only Tree City, right? This is like something where like, they this is like a designation that certain places get because of the amount of trees they plant? Well, it has. there's four standards that kind of you have to meet as a, as a city. Uh, you have to spend $2 per capita on your tree care. You have to have a Arbor Day celebration and uh, tree care ordinance. And then you have to uh, make a proclamation on Arbor Day, which is coming up. Yeah, we've met this standard for probably the past 10 years that I've been here, but this is the first time we've ever actually gotten through all the application process and received the, uh, you know, the moniker of Tree City USA. Is this a thing that the mayor's kind of pushing? I got I got the impression Kelly Burke is big in the trees. Like there's like, uh, she gave you guys a goal of a certain amount of trees she wants planted. Right. She definitely did. She set us a lofty goal to uh, plant 100 parkway trees last year. And we actually did that. And more, and we're uh, we're gonna plant a hundred trees again this this year. Do you get involved in the tree planting, Gavin? Because like I used to work at a landscaping place that I think the sun still run way out in like Tinley, but I used to work over in Oak Lawn uh, along uh, Cicero when I was a teenager years ago. Bruno Galati Landscaping, and I used to help plant trees. And I used to like, you know, shovel rocks in the bags. And I was in the best shape of my life, basically carrying trees around and shoveling rocks in the bags, working in landscaping. You ever get to do that? Uh, I don't get to as much anymore, but I definitely have a big part of it. I make all the selections for the trees. Part of the tree program that we did last year with planting the, the trees, they're free. They're no additional cost to the, to the resident. Okay. Uh, but part of the catch there is the village decides what tree we're going to plant. So I make all the selections of the trees and... 
run it by the homeowner. We're not going to plant a tree in your parkway that you absolutely hate. Right. So, so I'll work with the homeowner on that to find, you know, get to a get to a resolution there and find a tree that everybody's happy with. Yeah. You know, I've seen in my life just such a difference in the amount of trees that are in that space between like like a sidewalk and the street. Sure. And I grew up in Chicago, like 80th and Spalding. And there were two trees there that looked like they were like redwoods. They were insane. They were so high and they, they didn't even make sense on the block. Like somebody just planted a random tree there. And I always thought, isn't that weird that that isn't even their tree? And it's like, you know, the city's actual tree. And somebody decided to like grow that monstrosity. So it's interesting to hear that Evergreen puts a little thought into what they're planting. Right. I mean, and it's like an evolution process because I don't know how many years ago it was, 40 plus years ago where... There was a lot of elm trees in town and Dutch elm tree or Dutch elm disease comes and wipes out all the elm trees. Well, right. then all the elm trees are gone and they go and plant a bunch of ash trees and silver maple trees. And then you have another bug, the emerald ash borer comes and decimates all the ash trees. So as we're planting, we're trying to put back uh, like a diverse population of trees so that the next pest that targets one type isn't going to isn't going to wipe us out. See, that's interesting because like I'm on 99th. Everybody lives in a different part of town. I can sometimes draw off of just exactly where I'm at. And I'm sure it's the same for people that are in other areas of Evergreen Park. But I've noticed that a lot of trees that run down my side of the street, they all look the same. They're like a purplish leaf. They're like the same tree that goes like all the way down between like Kedzie, at least until you get to Central Park. So I would imagine those have been there for a long time. That's why. Do you feel the need when something goes wrong with one of those, like you got to go find the same one so they all match or no? Uh, no, because I, I think, like I said, we actually want to get away from that monoculture, yeah. that monocultured look of having all one type. Um, so actually, if something happens to one, we might monitor like if there's a disease or pest that's going to target that tree. And usually there's, you know, researchers that are all over this before we notice, but and they'll kind of tell you what's coming down the pipe to look out for. But no, when all these Norway maples that you're talking about here on 99th Street. I love that you knew what they were. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, they're like a, crim- <laughs> like a crimson Norway maple. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as those kind of age out, we'll, we'll be looking to get some uh, trees back in those places that are a little better suited for the parkway, especially because you have the, the power lines that go down 99th Street here. A little something that's not going to get destroyed by the utility pruning and things of that nature. Now, if somebody's got a tree that's on their causeway on that area between the the sidewalk and the and and the street that's part of evergreen park that's actually you know the village's land not really your land you have up until your sidewalk i have one like for example that started off small when i moved in here 16 years ago now it's next to the driveway and it's getting pretty big am i allowed to trim that do i call you guys if i think it's becoming a problem because like as i back out over the last couple of years i it's much harder for me to see through it in the summertime and the car brushes up against it a little bit. I don't think that was ever the intention, but it's gotten bigger. So, like, who do I do? I do that, or do I go to you? What do we do? You go to us. Okay. You, you can call us, and we'll come out and take a look at the tree. Um, and that's how most of our tree removals and tree trimmings come about. Is the resident calls in, and we come out and check it out and decide if it. Most times, we look at it and say, "Does the tree need to be removed?" We don't want to remove trees if we don't need to. Oh, I would hate to remove it. I love the tree. So that's the thing. I like the privacy and the trees out there. Like I have an evergreen that's on my property that like also blocks like just the traffic going down the street. So I love my trees. I don't want to lose them. Sure. So with that thought in mind, uh, we would come out and most likely make a work order to prune your tree. Okay. Uh, And it does. I noticed when I came in, it's kind of 
right there at the driveway. <laughs> but it, it, See, this is me not knowing who, who, who handles that tree. And like all of a sudden you're sitting down here to talk about the fact that we're Tree City USA. And I'm like, wait a minute. I got a tree question for you. Sure. And that's how a lot of our tree work comes in is <laughs> when they see residents see the guys actually out doing tree work, then it's like, hey, my tree needs trimmed also. So we're, we're more than happy to take a look at those when they, they come in. That's awesome. All right. So then if somebody wants to contact you about trees or let's say that they're, they're like, you know what? We don't really have one in front of our house. And, you know, we got a little stretch here. We got a blank space. There used to be one. There's not one anymore. Somebody has a question. What's the best way to get out to you? Uh, the best way to call us is to call the street department and uh, talk to Colleen. And she, if it's, if you were looking for a free tree, she will, will make that notation. Or if you need uh, us to inspect your tree, she'll also handle that too. Earth Day's coming up here this week. This is the time of year people do planting. And uh, it's probably a very, very busy time for you, I'd assume, especially because uh, the mayor likes trees. So there's, a, there's, I would imagine there's even more that are going out this year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're chock full of projects this year in public works. <laughs> but, Anything exciting? Anything I don't know about? Uh, a lot of just uh, park improvements this year is our big thing. We have three parks we're going to work on. So park improvements and parkway trees. And uh, we're going to be having an area being paved this, this summer over from... 95th and 99th Central Park to Pulaski. So that section of town is going to get new asphalt and we'll probably be doing some tree work over there for that project also. So it's going to be a busy summer. One other question that just popped into my head before I let you go, Kevin. Uh, I do notice in the neighborhood and I love it. This is not me saying that it shouldn't happen. I actually think it's kind of cool, but I see people use those trees for different things. Like I, at Christmas time, I'll see. So I, there's a guy in the neighborhood who actually runs like a star with a, like a lights to his house, like it's part of his decorations, but he's using that tree. I've seen like sometimes like the neighbor kids or something like that. There's like, there's something they'll attach between them or they'll have something hanging from it. Are there issues with that? Is that a problem? We do have an ordinance that kind of, you know, we don't want you to do anything to the tree that's going to harm it. Um, but you know, we kind of use our best judgment. If we think something's appropriate out there, okay. we might drop a letter in someone's mailbox asking them to take something off the tree. But in, in general, we don't I, we don't want to micromanage. You know, it's generally it, for the health of the tree, right? right like correct. if you see something, you're like, that ain't going to harm the tree. You don't worry about right, it. Right, correct. Okay, that's interesting. All right, I love this. I love this. I, I, I've i learned so much about trees. It's the perfect time of year to learn all about them. And, and Gavin Yeaman, I really appreciate you stopping by here. And uh, anytime you want to talk about trees, man, you, you let me know. Awesome, sounds great. Now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to help. Located here in Evergreen Park, this business has been around for a long time, helping smokers find an alternative. They also have great CBD products in there as well. Check out the Full Taster Bar, 3837 West 95th Street, right here in Evergreen Park, or visit coolcloudsvapor.com. In honor of Earth Day, Christmas Without Cancer will be hosting a drive-through recycling event this coming weekend on Saturday, the 23rd, 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Evergreen Park Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. Sneakers, child sizes four and above, and any adult size are being collected. Every pair will be donated to raise funds. You can also donate cash and gift cards. So if you're like me, you got a big giant closet of kids' shoes, and you're like, what am I keeping these for? Get a box, 
and give them away and help out a good cause. The Most Holy Redeemer Men's Club Golf Outing is coming up on Friday, May the 6th, and you can still sign up. Stony Creek Golf Course, 103rd, just west of Central. That's where it's going to be on Friday the 6th. Shotgun start at 11 a.m. Two-hour dinner and drinks after, and there's a bus available to take you there and back if you choose from Porter Cullens. $125 a person. If you want to register, jump online right now and go to mhrmensclub.com. The Evergreen Park Farmer's Market is back. Thursday, May the 5th, and then it's going to be every Thursday, 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. at Eukich Field, 89th and Kedzie, rain or shine. Can't wait to get out there. That is like my favorite thing. It's going to start on May 5th and run until October. Seniors, don't forget Thursday, this Thursday, April 21st at 11 a.m. at the Community Center, a spaghetti luncheon. There's going to be a guest speaker. There's going to be entertainment, and it only costs $10. You can still get tickets the day this episode comes out on Monday, April 18th. Just go over to the Community Center. If you have any questions, 708-422-8776. If you didn't notice, the American Legion right on Kedzie, right about 97th Street, you can't miss it. They got a cannon out in front of it. Their Queen of Hearts is up around $16,000 right now. And I've been looking at the board. Now is the time to jump in. They do it every Wednesday night. Make plans win some big money. You do not need to be a member to go there for that. And on Saturday, I'm looking at the entertainment list. It says Whiskey and Harmony. I think that's a band. Or it's just whiskey and everybody's singing together? I think it's a band. I'm pretty sure. Saturday nights, they got a lot of good entertainment there. It's something to definitely check out here in the EP. The Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce has been very busy lately. Sarah Klein, the president of the chamber, has been down here recently. In fact, last time she was here, I asked for a little bit of a favor. Before I get to that, though, let me tell you, they have a business after hours coming up on May the 4th. It's a 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. event. If you want all the details and you want to sign up, RSVP, let them know you're coming. There isn't a cost for this. Seems like it should be a lot of fun. Evergreenparkchamber.org. Now, the favor I asked Sarah was, I see that you're always doing this meet a member thing online where like the mayor and Sarah go out, Kelly Maroney from the chamber go out, and they hang out with a member of the chamber, and they get like a tour, and I'm like, oh man, it looks so cool. They're always at like a restaurant, they're getting free food, and I'm like, I want free food. So I was like, please invite me next time, like you go meet a member. And they're like, hey, we're going to meet a member. And I'm like, great, where are we going? They're like a doctor's office. And I was like, what? And then right after I'm done learning all about it, Kelly Maroney and Sarah Klein hand me a list of trivia questions, and they go, hey, can we do a contest between the mayor and Sarah and the doctors to see who's smarter, the mayor and Sarah, or a bunch of doctors? They asked for the challenge. This is what happened. We're at Family First Medical Group along Western Avenue, and I have our good friend, Dr. David Beckman here. Hello, Doc. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good. Introduce your colleague to me because uh, I'm, I'm really bad with names, and this he is, said it once. Yeah, Dr. Ken Finkelstein. He's the owner of the practice. Oh, you're the big guy. It's not his practice. He just goes on the podcast and acts like he's in charge, huh? Oh, no, it's his practice. He's in charge of FFMG. But we also have uh, Women's Healthcare of Illinois, which is an OBGYN practice that's been in Evergreen Park since 2002. 
That's awesome. And the Chamber of Commerce is out here. Sarah Klein uh, was on the show just recently, and I was like, can I come along for when you and the mayor do things? And you were like, yes. Of course, Chris, you can always come. We have so much fun together. <laughs> we're just in a different, we're in a different forum today. We're mobile today, and we have Mayor Kelly Burke. Hello, Mayor. Good morning, Chris. All right, so Kelly Maroney from the Chamber came up with this idea of uh, a trivia showdown between uh, the mayor and uh, Sarah. With uh, They're going to be representing the Chamber and the village and the doctors. And Kelly wrote down like a ton of health questions and Evergreen Park history questions. So they are split up a little bit here. And so you have buzzers in front of you. Everybody test your buzzer real quick. All right, and I have to judge who hit it first. This could be great. All right, here we go. We'll start off with a health question because this is the uh, home court for the doctors. How many ribs are in a human body? Dr. Beckman. Twelve. Twelve is the answer. Evergreen Park is known as the village of what? Mayor Burke. Churches. That's correct. Village of churches. All right. Uh, what local hospital is the site of the world's first successful organ transplant? Doctors got it. Um, I'm going to say Little Company Mary. Little Company of Mary is correct. You had to pick the Evergreen Park Hospital. That was that was pretty obvious. What? OSF Little Company. <laughs> Look at this, the technicality. What is the typical heart rate of a healthy adult? Dr. Beckman. 80 beats per minute. That is correct. 80 beats per minute. How many square miles, get this within the half mile, how many square miles is Evergreen Park? 3.3. 3.16 is close enough. Very good. Okay, this is a general question, so anybody could get this. On average, what is the thing that Americans do 22 times a day? Probably not good for their health. Dr. Beckman. Check their phone, their cell phone. No, that is wrong. Sarah. Go to the bathroom. Open the fridge. That's why we're all so big. Open the fridge. 22, 22 times a day, you need to come yeah. see me. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Go check out local yeah. This one's interesting. I, I didn't know this one. There's, I, I don't, nobody's going to get this. What is the most common letter in the English alphabet? The one used the most? I'll say E. E is correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here is a health question as we get towards the end here. Where on the human body is the zygomatic bone found? The... Uh, uh, this is called the, that's what we have here we have the facial cheek yeah where are the gynecology questions <laughs> I, just... last question I believe the doctors are in the lead here which Switzerland based organization monitors health around the world the World Health Organization we're gonna call this all a tie that was a correct one excellent job I don't know if it's a tie or not. You'll have to go back and listen and try to figure out the points. I was not doing it. But everybody did a wonderful job. Doctors, Mayor, Sarah, everybody. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer, let's order another 
pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. It is one of those beautiful south side spring days right now where it's like 47 degrees outside, but the sun's out and like some people are wearing shorts. Like that's what this day is. And the sun pours into Open Outcry at 109th and Western. They are just a great place to hang out whenever it's sunny. They got that big roof up top. They got great beer. They've got a mug club, but we've got a lot we're gonna get into. But first, John Brand sitting here next to me. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. And we have Dan McCabe here, who I, I know people probably remember from the last time we talked about the mug club. He is the artist behind the mugs. If you join your mug club, he makes a customized mug and he'll put whatever you want on the side of it. And you've just handed me a beer we're going to talk about, which is a brand new one here that I've never had before. It's an IPA in my mug. And Dan, I got to tell you, I love it. It's got it's got the logos for the EP podcast, Socks in the Basement and Southside Pot on the side of it. I wanted it to be twice the size so I could rip off John, but they're all they're all basically the same size as each other. But it, I mean, look, it's gorgeous, it's beautiful. You did a great job, and you handmade this, right? I did, yeah. I'm glad to hear you like it. Cheers. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, tell me tell me a little bit about how you do this. You do this for a living, and you know, then you do this for for John. It's just one of your projects that you do. But tell me how long it takes to get this put together. Uh, yeah, I mean, making something handmade like this takes the full process like in a quick scale like three to six weeks to make a thing you know um, I try to have some blanks on standby sometimes they come as fast as a couple days usually it's about a week or so um, to get the custom info on there but uh, yeah I get it's supposed to, the idea is it's supposed to be a collaborative experience between me and the customer um, they send me the images that they want on and then I can edit them lightly together um, and then when they use the mug it's the idea is that it's it it works as like a talking point um, you know so it feels like you come to a place and you have a thing there and from there you can like as you move around the bar or hang out with your friends like it's a it's a featured item um, that's personal to you and you can like jump in conversation from there or or whatever. Oh, what is this thing? What's on the side of that? Oh, that's interesting. Like, what? You're a podcaster, or whatever. You like horses, or you know, you like the socks, or you're a magician, or you know, whatever. Oh, it sounds like you made some interesting mugs. You got a magician that comes in here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a step back because Dan is a very modest fellow, and what he didn't mention is that uh, he's one of the most prolific uh, potters and artists specialize in pottery in the Chicagoland area, but not just in the Chicagoland area, but in the Midwest. His pottery is bought and sold and sent all over the country. He's not going to tell you this, but uh, um, he's also a, a pottery teacher at, at Sandberg High School as well. Uh, you got the kids making these mugs? Tell the truth. Is this, <laughs> was this, is this like an assignment? You're all going to make these mugs that I'm selling? Is this one of your scams, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. If, if your mug <laughs> is delayed, it's because of the students. <laughs> so I, I, knew, I knew of Dan before Dan and I even met because some of his vases are in my house. My wife is a fan of his work and had purchased some vases before in the, in, in, in the past. And right after we opened, Dan came in and introduced himself and said he had this idea for the mug club and showed me some of his work. And we went to his pottery studio at his house. And the work this guy does is beautiful. And, and, and I'm not aware of any other mug club anywhere that puts this much time, effort, and customization and quality into its, into its mugs. And when he, when he came in here and proposed the idea, it was a no-brainer. Uh, we started this back in 2017, and since then we're almost at 300 members. 300 people on the South Side have, hand, have worked with Dan 
to hand make and custom their mugs using this high-end porcelain um, and come in here and, and drink beer with us every week. And it's been a really, really wonderful relationship. And Dan has really added to the culture and to the community in this brewery. You know, and the cool thing is my signature is on the inside of it. I think that's really kind of neat. And, you know, it, it, the mug is essentially the same design going around it, or at least the same kind of outline going around it. Uh, it's got the open outcry symbol on there. It's got the thing that shows that it's a mug club. And then you come around, and then it's whatever art you want to put on it. And I was like, yeah, I want one for the shows. Like, I want I want my three biggest podcasts on the network, and I'd like to kind of get them out there. And then like, Dan was like, wow, that's a lot of artwork. It's like three things you want on your mug. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to get a big mug so I can get more beer in it. But okay, but he found a way to get the whole thing to work together. I'm really impressed by it. I think it's awesome. And uh, you, do, you do good work, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think uh, like part of it, I think a lot of people view it as like an advertisement for themselves too. You know, there's a lot of like businesses up there and, uh, you know, personal things, you know, again, as like conversational pieces if that if you're, you got your mug in your left hand, say, and your, your personalization is facing out, you know, you're broadcasting <laughs> out, you're, you're communicating whether you like it or not. There are people that start drinking left-handed so they can get their logo yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk about the beer that's inside of it, my friend. I've never had this one before. What is this called? Uh, this beer is called ID8. It is a cold fermented IPA, and it's one of the first few beers put out by Eric Padilla. Uh, we had mentioned in previous shows that Eric Padilla has recently joined us. Eric was the head brewer of Moore Brewing Company out of Villa Park, and uh, we took a risk and made him an offer, and he accepted the job and has been down, has been down here and brewing beer on the south side now for, for two months. And, I mean, the beer's incredible. Well, th this is my kind of IPA. Like, I always tell you, like, I'm kind of an IPA snob. I love all kinds of IPAs, but I like a little bit of bite to my IPA. I like to remind myself I'm drinking, like, an India Pale Ale. This one, this one, this one's got that strength to it when I drink it. That bite you're referencing is hop resin, and Eric, Eric likes uh, one of one of the, one of the things Eric was known for in the Chicagoland brewing community was his use of hops and the way he um, uses hops throughout the brewing process and through the fermentation process, and. It's vibrant. That that bite you get is hop resin, and that's just the techniques that he's developed over the course of his brewing career to be able to make hops uh, stand out in beer like that. Yeah, it, it's awesome. What are you drinking, Dan? Are you having the same thing? Same thing, yeah. What do you think of this one? I think it's really good. Yeah, I like, again, I like, like you said, a good bite to an IPA, and yeah, it feels rich and flavorful. One of the perks of making the mugs is you get to come in and drink the beer, huh? Oh, that's not a bad perk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's address that. Let's address that. How much is he? How much uh, beer is he drinking in your place? Well, well, one uh, of the things you know, you you had asked him. I know you guys were talking, and you wanted a, a bigger mug. Damn. Yeah, I was I was looking for one that was you know, I want. I mean, like, I mean, it's beautiful. It's the same size as the rest of them, though, Dan. I kind of wanted, I wanted like a bigger one. No, one of the benefits of the the, <laughs> the mug is eight. The mug is eighteen ounces, so mug club members do get a couple uh, free ounces per pour. Uh, Dan, at first, I was afraid those mugs were like. I don't know. They they looked like they were seventy five ounces to me. So we we <laughs> when you brought the mug in, you were like, "Whoa, big guy! We're not giving away the brewery." Yeah, but easy. <laughs> that was Dan's scam. He's got the kids making the mugs, and then he and then he sits there and he goes, "I'm going to make big giant mugs." And when I come in, yeah. big giant mugs. No, seriously though, Dan and I uh, hand we we went back and forth on the design of these mugs. We wanted to feel somewhat like a German beer stein, but we also didn't want to make a German beer stein. So it's got that German beer stein shape where it tapers at the top. 
wider at the bottom, a ton of a ton of weight to that thing. It's like when you lift that thing, you know you're you're lifting a mug. Uh, but it's also a little bit more contemporary, and it's you know Dan Dan made that. When you look at this mug, and you, you know that that's an open outcry uh, mug club member mug. Tell me a little bit about what you get when you get a mug. Like, what is my benefit now that I have this mug? Here's another unique thing about our our mug club. It's a uh, it's $150 up front. The reason for that price, number one, it's a lifetime membership. I'm never asking you for money again. So if we're open forever, or at least until I have my first heart attack, you will never be asked by us for any annual dues or anything like that. Number two, the, the materials that go into these mugs is high-end porcelain. There's a cost associated with that. And then, of course, Dan is, a, Dan is an exceptional potter, and these are handmade. Uh, so Dan gets a significant portion of those proceeds. $150 lifetime membership. In return, you get the mug. You also get um, a dollar off a pint six days a week. On Mondays, you get $2 off a pint. You get 10% off merchandise, hats, crawlers, t-shirts, all the swag, all the merch. And then when we do, we do mug club only events. So when we do- I'm looking forward to these. I wanna go to mug club only events. I'm kind of an elitist, John, at times. Sometimes I like to feel special. I want you to make me feel special. So what, what do I get from those? Well, you're a special man like you requires <laughs> special treatment. So an example of that is um, uh, right before the pandemic when we did the beer dinner with uh, Chef Graham Elliott, for example. We did two nights. The first night, just for mug club members. And then the second night, we opened it up to the public. So when we do things like that, mug club members get preferential treatment on those things. I keep seeing all these like new food menus you're throwing up. Like I follow your Instagram. We've talked about that before. Follow Open Outcry online. And if you do, you're going to be here more often because you, you see the pictures of what they have there. And you're like, well, now my day's planned. Or, well, I got to get in there this weekend. And you do an excellent job with that. Yeah, thanks thanks for noticing that because our chef and in the, in the kitchen staff has been working really, really hard the last couple months to, one, refine the new menu, uh, which is getting ex- exceptional feedback. I'm very proud of it, and I'm proud of the work that they're doing. And uh, we've, you're seeing more food specials come out of us. Uh, every every week, we got two or three unique plates that we'll do for three or four days until we sell out of it. And this week, we did a real nice Chicago-style Italian beef sandwich with fried peppers on it. You got a, a house-made spinach artichoke dip where we're actually like making corn tortillas and frying the tortillas in the back. These specials are usually only available for two or three days until they run out. And then the next week we do a new one. So you're looking for something to do, especially during this time of year where the sun gets bright. And even if it's a little chilly, you're like, I want to feel, I want to feel like it's it's springtime. I want to get myself within the summer, all summer long. You want to come watch a White Sox game. They're up on the big screens right now behind the bar. You got people watching the game. You got people in the swing seats. You got people going up to the roof. You got mugs. You got Dan sitting here. He's going to custom make mugs. You got beer that's brand new that I've never had before. And I come in here and I try it. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. There's so much to do here at Open Outcry. Get out here, 109th and Western. Come see John. Get a mug from Dan, uh, and uh, you know, get this guy to work. He needs he needs more assignments for the kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm sending my daughter off to college, so uh, <laughs> let's get those mug orders piled high. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, 
Another show is wrapped up And by the looks It's gonna be a good one Nudie's Basement Broadcast Basement The Nudie's Basement The Broad Basement Slancha The EP Podcast Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always at the eppodcast.com